from Half-Ass Ranch Studios, it's Platform for Pontification with your hosts, St. Eve and J-E-F-F. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon, bud. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Not bad. How are uh, a couple weeks off? You know, it was uh, it was good. We had a nice weather week last week. Beautiful. Some 70 degree days. Yeah. was able to get outside and finish up that lawn work that we still had to do. Isn't that what they call Indian summer back in the day? That's what they used to call it back when it was PC to do so, I yeah. believe. It's going away in a hurry today, I can tell you that much. It is. The flurries are coming down, mm-hmm. down here in downtown Minneapolis. We're supposed to get two to four inches, and that's not fun. No. I, I hate I hate the winter, as you know. It's going to be one of your motivating factors for leaving this area one day. It is, absolutely. That southeast corner of Florida has had my name on it for years, and hopefully one of these days we'll get you, to that. You're gonna make it, are we we'll going to be able to do the show remotely well, at that time? We'll figure it out. By that time, I'm sure we'll be syndicated. I I would imagine kind of a Tom Bernard situation. Exactly. Radio booth in your basement. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So some news happened here in the last few weeks, right? We had a general election. Rumor has it that was kind of a big thing last week, huh? A week ago today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, still. Still maybe to be decided. If a you want to say the media. Whimpers. Right, I mean. You know, they, the media wants to say that they've declared a winner, and, you know, it's certainly not certified. And I think there's no question people know how this is going to turn out. How this is going to turn out. But um, but there's still going to be a few uh, few wrinkles to get through before we're at that point. Yeah. Like, reality is it's it's a mess on both sides. And, you know, some serious reform needs to happen, I think, uh, on in both parties. And um, I'm just, you know, hopeful that as Americans we can continue to figure this out collectively and that we don't get into a situation where we're fighting each other and continually battling over political control, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it goes back and forth. You know, the, I guess if I take anything away, it was the polling numbers were really, really screwed up uh, this time around. They were last time around. Um, I think there's a general distrust on both sides for everything right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. Full, you know, I mean, some major groups that do these polls and they were they were completely wrong uh, all the way through, right? In ten plus points off on everything, Mm -hmm. and it's I I don't know, I don't know the answer because I don't know how they work. Um, but you know, that's the trust level I think is going away. Yeah, and that's too bad. And this the trust in the system, the trust in how it works. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll have a new president. We will. One way or the other. We will have right? a new president come uh, come January. Come January. And that's the way it works. And then uh, the other half can uh, whine about that for four years, and uh, the cycle continues. And quite honestly, it's out of our control, so we'll move along without... Uh, Let's talk about something else out of our control. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the NBA and the NBA Players Association have signed a deal. Did they sign it, or is it tentatively agreed upon? So I believe I, it's out of my control, Jeff. <laughs> it is out of your control. <laughs> I believe it's been tentatively agreed upon. I still think there's a outside chance that this may not happen, but every indication is saying we're playing basketball in mid to late December. Yeah, that's exciting. It is. It's good for us. It's good for the venue. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good, right? We are going to have some opportunities to get some people back working, and um, you know, right. unfortunately, not everybody's coming back right away. But I think I mentioned the last show that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and it was a little dim at that time but it's starting to get brighter as we move towards uh getting back to what we hope is normal fairly soon yeah at least having events in the building is going to feel good uh it'll get us a chance to get the building fired up and working again and the plumbing working again and uh, a lot of the mechanical things that i think have been sitting quiet for for a while right which really kind of segues nicely into uh today's 
a guest, right? I mean, we have our very first in-studio guest who I think can touch on a lot of a lot of that uh, stuff. This is pretty cool because when it comes to in-studio guests, this is uh, one of the we, – we've really hit out of the ballpark. Last time we had uh, Mr. Jeff Munichie from the Timberwolves on, and uh, today we have got our, uh, our own kind of gem from our own side of the street, if you will, and a legend. In his own name? In his own, in his own mind, anyway. Uh, the center of Target Center, if you will, our changeover virtuoso. This is a man who has forgotten more about running an arena than you and I have ever learned. You got that right. The one and only Doc Tom Reller is on the show today. Exactly. So good afternoon, Doc. How are you today? I'm spectacular. Thanks, guys. We are so excited to have you as our first in-studio in studio guest. In-studio guest. This is pretty cool. It is very cool. A legend. He is a legend, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He is for me. You know, he's a mentor to both of us. He is. And so it's been, uh, it's good. It'll be good to sit down and talk a little bit with you today. Exactly. So one of the things I wanted to, you know, lay out there, I've known you for 12 years now, it's hard to believe, but a lot of people probably don't know kind of who you are, where you've come from, how'd you get to Target Center, how many years uh, you've been here, and let, let's start there. All right, so I, uh, I landed here in 2003. Before that, um, I guess it all started, I, you know, played hockey growing up and thought I was going to be a hockey player. Uh, went to Sioux City, Iowa for one week. I was 17 years old. was going to play in the US, USHL at the time. And I was there for one week, and it was the most miserable experience I, I had ever had. So I said, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be riding around in a bus to Thunder Bay, Ontario, for the next two years uh, in this. So I, you know what? This is enough. I, I knew the end was going to be coming at some point, so that was that. So went back to uh, Northfield, where I went to high school, and know the people at the at the privately owned rink at the time and said, you know what, hockey ain't working out, but I, I need a job and I'd like to uh, do whatever I can around here. So that's when I got into really into the arena business, driving Zamboni and sharpening skates. Started there at making $3 an hour. After one year, after one year, one of the owners said, you know what, they have this program for arena management at Dakota County Votech. So Dakota County, I think it's called Technical College now, but it was a vocational school at the time. So I said, Sounds like a good idea. Eleven months. I think I can. I think I can cut that. So I went and did that. I uh, was down there and then uh, did my internship at Northfield. Came back and just kept working at the arena. I worked there um, basically for the next 22 years. Worked way went my way up and became the arena manager. I was the manager there. Coached and did a whole wide variety of things in the winter. In the summer, uh, I got involved with parks. Basically, taking care of parks. Painting softball fields, dragging fields, painting soccer fields, doing all that kind of stuff. And then in 2003, in June, I got called in, down to City Hall, and I, I kind of knew this was coming. It was coming for a number of people. The city was going to face a number of cuts from the state state aid. And they said, at the end of this year, your position will no longer be funded. So the first time in my life, 23 years, after starting a job, it's the only job I had ever had, <laughs> I found out I wasn't going to have a job. I really didn't know what to do. <clears throat> I was really upset in the beginning, and what they wanted to do is they wanted to keep me on. They did it through the end of the year because they wanted to get the arena up and going before. You know, sure. Right. Somebody he's, he's, the only, he's the only guy that knows how to do it here right now, so we're going to do this. I, that ain't going to happen. So I'd been looking for jobs, looking for jobs, and I saw an ad uh, online from maintenance manager with Clear Channel Entertainment. I think Clear Channel? The only thing I know about Clear Channel is it's, that's the channel that K-Fan's on. Sure, right. and the billboards, didn't right? Know, yeah. They do billboards and stuff, yeah. Yeah, didn't know anything else about it, so I just looked it up, and it got me to maintenance manager at Target Center. That's interesting. So this was now coming into the first part of October, later part of September. So I applied, and 
uh, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. And then I got a call, said, hey, I'd like to interview you for a position. You want to come down interest? Absolutely. So now we're inching up towards the start of ice making and those kind of things and came down and interviewed with, uh, at the time her name was Marissa Hawker, who is now Marissa Matson, right? Sure. Steve Matson's wife. Yeah. Interviewed with her and it got the time as director of operation, name was Reed Katzen. Reed came into the interview late, left early, and I talked with Marissa for, I don't know, 45 to 50 minutes about a bunch of different things. And I walked out of there and I, f I felt great. I was like, you know what? I think I got a shot at this thing. Mm. You know, just maintenance manager at the time was basically housekeeping and the, the maintenance guy. Like, I think I got a shot at this thing. And we're getting closer and closer and closer. And it was getting to the point where I needed to give my two weeks notice or I would be putting in the ice, <laughs> at the, in the ice arena, right? I said, you know what? I feel really good. I'm taking a shot at it. Gave my two weeks notice, said, I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, thanks, no thanks, whatever the case is. And didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. It was like, well, now I really am an unemployed. I felt really good about something, but I was at the point there, it's like, I, I didn't hear anything back. So gave my notice, did, a, did that whole thing. It was interesting. So the last day after 20 plus years working there, I took my key, I set it on my desk, walked out the arena door, it closed behind me, and I never looked back. I didn't say goodbye, get out of here, nothing. Wow. Just walked out the door. And then I didn't hear anything. <laughs> Didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. And then I, I called. I called Marissa and said, hey, just kind of wondering what's up. She said, you know what? We want to offer you the job. I said, That's <laughs> Good thing you called. And she she told me what the salary was going to be. And she said, how do you feel about that? I said, I feel pretty damn good since I don't have a salary right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. The, the rest is history. So from there, oh. started on October 14th, 2003. And, you know, the birth, the target, target center birthday is, is on the 13th. 13th. So my first day, uh, I came in. And on my desk, where I still sit today, same desk, I came in and there was a gift bag there for me with Target Center swag, the whole deal. Um, took me out for lunch, came back, wandered around the building. The show playing that day was Blue Man Group. They were loading in. Sure. Wandered around. The, I was here for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, shielded up my paperwork or whatever. I said, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Good first day. Yeah. yeah. So I hit the road, came back the next day and here hit today. the ground running. Yeah. Wow. And really in an in a unforgettable year, right? Because that's the run to the Western Conference Finals for the Wolves. Mm -hmm. For the Wolves that first year, yeah. Yeah, you know, KG places jumping and the whole bit. It's like, you know, I'm not really a basketball guy, but MVP. this is kind of fun. I had been to NBA yeah. games before. And fun a lot of people though. here. Yeah. yeah. You know, there were block parties and all kinds. Of like this. Pretty cool. Pretty this, cool. this is going to be pretty fun down here. That's awesome. Oh, man. Cool. So another thing that, <laughs> well, there's some similarity even that in my story. You know, I did the kind of the same thing as in the fact that I finally called down here because I've been waiting for so long find out what the answer was going to be that I kind of pulled the old uh what's going on I have another offer on the table <laughs> did you, did you fail a little there well I was yeah I guess I played the card to play the card to see what would happen because to your point it was kind of waiting and waiting and waiting and wondering where we were in the process and if it was a no-go I wanted to know so I could move on but obviously Absolutely. it worked out worked out well for me too good, good so. story Jeff you're not our in-studio guest I so. get it uh so um you've been with the company for what 13, 13? years well, since 03, so oh, I'm up to 17, 17 now. Years. 17 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, one of the things I know people don't know a lot about when it comes to what you do is, you know, with our company, both at AEG and now with ASM Global, you're kind of seen as um, a guy that tours all over the world, travels all over the world, and helps start up our new arenas. And I think that's very interesting for people to understand and what you're doing in those capacities and how you help to, to bring these buildings to existence. 
It's, uh, well, first, it's been a, an awesome opportunity since 2007 when we became AG. So, you know, like I said, I started here was as Clear Channel Entertainment for six months. And then there was a transition into what was the Midwest Entertainment Group. And that lasted about three years, I guess it was, and then became AEG. And we became AEG in May. And literally one month later, got a call, and there were uh, four of us. Uh, it was myself, Barbara Hoffman, Courtney Hasco, and David Balser. I said, you know what? They're opening this new arena in London called the O2. Want to get a team over there to help out? Wow. I'm like, this is pretty cool, right? Yeah, we'll go to London. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go over there and help them get the place going, doing whatever the case is. It's like, yeah. That's great. So literally one month later in June, uh, went to London, and that was kind of the start of it all. It was over there. It was, you know, fish out of water, what the heck to do, strange place, different people, not a lot of direction, and it was really hair on fire. And that particular building was a huge investment for uh, Mr. Anschutz, who owns the company. They had taken a facility that was built for the Millennium. They call it the Millennium Dome, but it was basically a white elephant. It just fell flat right mm -hmm. from the beginning. So they bought that built an arena inside of a big tent basically and they opened that up and I remember um, AG had 27 people on site for that one and Tim Laiwicki was there was the CEO at the time and we're in the arena and the arena was just filthy getting ready to open they were going to open uh, Bon Jovi is going to open the building at the time we, we tease and call it the, the AG house band Bon Jovi because sure. he was opening virtually everything Every at the time you know Prudential Center yeah. and all that so uh, they're going to open and Tim circled the wagons the day before opening, and he said, tomorrow, we are all going to meet on the train station at 7 a.m., and every one of us is going to be a cleaner, and we're going to go, and they have two suite levels there, and we're going to go break into teams, and we're going to detail every single one of those suites tomorrow. We did. Wow. Tim was there, Ben and o doing his thing, and Lee Zeidman was there, all kinds of people, and we just crazy and cleaned all the suites so did they draw pressure. did they draw teams from all of the all of aeg's properties at that time why so many from target center was there a reason for that were we down no. in shows were we I, I think it was a combination of of we had people that were available in the time right we were in june we had no playoffs we had none of that we had uh, a senior staff of people with experience and you know because they had david balser at ticketing he needed help with ticketing. I did operations, obviously. Uh, Courtney Hasco was uh, marketing, and Barbara Hoffman was in hospitality. And they were going to, you know, a lot of dignitaries and the whole big to-do when they mm -hmm. broke this thing out. So, you know, just went there as, as a team and a bunch of people from the AEG side. And, you know, it's in it. It's really kind of in the in the early growth stages for AEG as well. You know, they didn't have a lot of properties. You had Staples Center and, and at the time, Home, De Home Depot Center. Uh, not a lot of other venues around you know they had some accounts but this was going to be the next big thing hmm. for Mr. Anschutz in in the London area so hmm. went there and that kind of kicked it all off and didn't think it was going to be a one-time thing or it was going to be a many-time thing so from there uh, that same year actually later in the fall uh, started making trips to the Prudential Center at Newark and for the the Devil's New Arena St. Eve, I think you were there at the time by uh, happenstance, you know, didn't, didn't cross paths. Here's my antidote. Yeah, it was uh, in 2007, I was working for a company called Center Plate, and we were running the food and beverage over at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. And I got tapped to go out to Prudential Center along with one other individual and open that up from a food and beverage perspective. So I happened to be there with Doc, and uh, our, our paths didn't cross, but we both opened the same venue. 13 years ago. Great story. Thanks. Back to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, another team back there. So I, and that's where I really started getting hooked up and, and doing projects 
outside the building with Jay Cooper. Jay Cooper was instrumental in getting the account here at Target Center. And Jay Cooper is who, for people listening? Uh, so Jay Cooper right now is uh, Senior Vice President of what we call Global Solutions, but it's, it's really about an arm in our company that helps other venues, whether they're part of our venue family or they hire us to come in and do something specifically for them, whether it's just to get the building open, uh, capital assessment, operational assessment, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I did, I don't know, three or four trips there, and then finally for the opening uh, with Bon Jovi and uh, um, the Devils, Devils first game. So how many venues since the O2 have you been a part of, whether it's the reopening or? Uh, well, since I've been, a, I've been a part of technically 12 openings. Wow. And then I've done work at uh, a handful of other places, whether it's uh, Arizona where the Coyotes play or uh, a, a second trip to, to Newark, a little bit in Pittsburgh, uh, Milwaukee, some more work in Milwaukee. How many continents have you touched doing that? Um, so North America, so Canada, U.S., yeah. um, Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Brazil. Uh, Germany, London, U.K. Wow. Uh, that's that. So it's 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 uh, going around the horn. It's the O2 Prudential Center, uh, Houston Dynamo, the soccer stadium mm -hmm. that at the time Mr. Ancho owned. Uh, so got to throw stadium there, soccer. Then it's to Barclays. Then it's to two stadiums in Brazil before World Cup. So it's in Recife and Sao Paulo. Then it's uh, up to Quebec, Quebec City, T-Mobile um, in Vegas. And then another trip with, with St. Eve up to Edmonton mm -hmm. Rogers. To, get, to get Rogers. I think the real question is how many Sky Clubs have you visited in airports along the way? <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of those too. I mean, it's, Got a few it, frequent it's, flyer miles. it's a frequent flyer, but it's it's not always schedule clicking. You know, it's, hey, we're, we're not getting out of here. The day is going to be a lot longer or you got to spend an extra night kind of thing. And they feed you pretty good from what I've seen in pictures. Some some places are, that's kind of the highlight, right? You're, you're basically in the venue all day long. So the highlight of your day most times, besides being with, with colleagues and friends, is going out to enjoy some of the local cuisine. Yeah. South America, food is unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that, that's been the best that way. Brazil had some really good food, but it was might have been the hardest place to work, just the conditions and everything that goes on around there. A lot of, a lot of turmoil, um, not very safe. I was there a long time. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite venue that you opened? That's it's a tough one. Um, I like the hockey venues for sure. Uh, I, I really loved being in Quebec City. I loved the city. I was there for quite a long time. The people were awesome. Uh, I was really excited about that one because the venue was great. It's historical. It was going up right next to Colisee, which was the old Nordiques building. Mm -hmm. And they were heavy, heavy, heavy in the battle for an expansion team at the time. Yeah. And they still, people wear the Nordique <laughs> stuff around and, and just great. The people that were there were were super awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed Edmonton. The, the general manager there is a, is a gal by name Susan Darrington that I worked with in Sao Paulo. Uh, great gal. Cool story with her. So she grew up in Edmonton. And she started working in the venue, I think, as a guest services rep. She was like 14, 15 years old. In the old arena, right? in the, Yep, yeah, in huh. the old one at Rexall. And she's an Edmonton native. And she went away for a while, and she worked, I think, for the Seahawks. Seattle was there for some time. And then she had an opportunity. She went to, to Sao Paulo to open and manage the state soccer stadium down there. Very difficult place for a, a Scandinavian female to function in a Portuguese-speaking country. She got done there, and, and then they started build, building the Edmonton facility. 
she was named uh, general manager. So I, I think it was just a super, super cool story uh, for her to do that. But the, the building was awesome. And sidebar, we're up there, you know, Aramark's running the, the food and beverage. Steve's up there, St. Eve's up there to, to overlook the stuff. He's like, this guy ain't making it. Because the, guy, <laughs> the guy's like pushing back, right? And saying, I don't know what's up with this guy. So about a week after we left, that guy was left go, let go. He so didn't make I it. don't know. Yeah, I remember that story. I, I think we made it, had some influence on that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Well, we've had some breaking news, I think, in the last week, other than the election, but we learned that the NBA and the Players Association have come to a tentative agreement to start back at playing basketball here in the first part of December with training camp and then possibly a few exhibition games followed by a regular season that's supposed to start on or near Christmas, December 22nd, I think is the date that we're hearing. Um, obviously, you must be busy here in the building, and what are some of the challenges that you're up against right now to make sure that we can get uh, not only folks back to work, but if we're entertaining guests, what things need to happen? Uh, well, tons of challenges. Obviously, time is not on our side. It's a lot In a lot of ways, it's like opening a new venue because we're opening... Uh, the building's been closed, right? So it's might as well have been under construction. Dirty, don't know what's working, not working, or been commissioned or not. Uh, and then even with our own team, when we bring them back, with all the new protocols, policies, procedures, practices, none of us have that experience because none of us have ever had to do it, it before. Sure. So we are, in some ways, starting like a brand new venue, um, trying to feel our way around. You know, it's as you see in everyday life around this, all this COVID stuff, everybody's an expert and everybody wants somebody else to do something for them. Just trying to get our arms around, uh, you know, the rules that are being placed in particular around the NBA and what that all entails and how to understand it, how to implement it and try and train people how to, you know, understand it and execute. Sure. It's going to take all for one and one for all for sure. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the big questions on my mind um, as we've been we've been quiet here for a while, right? Uh, eight months of quietness downtown. I know that uh, you're a frequent visitor, but Starbucks closes across the street. Where are we going to turn? Do you have a coffee plan yet? No, I don't. I don't have a coffee plan. I don't even know. I guess. Well, I guess the Skyway's closed, so I don't know if we've ventured out. I heard there's another one that's closed. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Is Caribou still open down the way? Is it? Great question. I mean, we walked the Skyway this afternoon uh, prior to the show and. We are, I guess, shocked to see Cardigan was still open Yep. with a plethora <laughs> of donuts. Of donuts. Still yeah. is. We left them there, yeah, which is pretty did. good for us. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad as you walk through downtown, you see a lot of closed up buildings still. Yeah, sad. It really is. We noticed the Murray sign was off the building today. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... I don't know what that means. I'm only assuming that they're closed. Yeah. But the fact that that's off the face facade of the building tells you that's something. That's a sad sign. Yeah, you drive around in different parts of downtown... You know, we don't we see it a little bit here, but when you get over, like, north side, I came in from a different direction today. The boards, it's just everything is boarded up. It, it's yeah. really, really hor- horrific, actually. Sad, sad state. Yeah. Let's talk about something fun that I know is near near and dear to your heart lately. It's a television show that's on Hulu called Letterkenny. Letterkenny? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to tell us what Letterkenny is about. So, I don't know. What is this? Is this a G? Is this family show? This is not a family show. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, so Letterkenny, I just stumbled on this show. It's in uh, Letterkenny is a town in Ontario, and it's a town. It starts on the beginning. You know, it's a Letterkenny town of five thousand. These are their problems. Kind of reminds me when they start and, and bring it in. This is this is like like the Fargo series, right? It's kind of sure. it's off the beaten path and a little bit different. 
uh, and then you get into it, and it's the one of the main characters. His name is Wayne. I don't know what his real name is, but he's the writer, and he's uh, considered a hick. So he and his sister, and he's got these two buddies. So they're farmers, right? Farm kids. So you got the hicks, and then you've got this other group of stoners. They're meth heads. They call them the skids, and they're just <laughs> goth, you know, all over. But they're big into the meth thing. And then they've got hockey players, and it's it's. <laughs> It's Beavis and Butthead meets South Park. It, it, it just it, <laughs> rudimentary humor. Oh yeah, it's the the lines they say and the 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 quick wit and it's the land of dingbats and dummies. It, it's uh, it's you gotta watch it. It's a it's a train wreck. You can't stop watching. Yeah, you just can't. <laughs> and the the episodes are twenty five minutes, right? Oh, Even perfect. with that, so you you get into it. They get quick and to the point, and and away they go. Much like our podcast. <laughs> Quick and to the point. Quick yeah. to the point. <laughs> I thought you were talking about witty. And yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or he was the butthead meets South Park. <laughs> it's right. Dim yeah. land of whatever. Uh, what's the saying that I hear so frequently right now off that show? Something about uh, ducks. Oh, so this Wayne guy, he's got all he's got all kinds of one-liners, right? And I'll say, you know, pitter patter, let's get at her. And they'll say, Wayne, do you, you think you can, you're supposed to be the toughest guy in Letterkenny? You think you can, you think you can take that guy? <laughs> Does a duck with a boner drag weeds? <laughs> I love it. I oh. love it. That's awesome. Well, hopefully Hulu's listening, and now we have a, uh, another a, a sponsor. sponsor. Yeah, yeah exactly. we didn't get any sponsor time in today. We didn't. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yep. No, no stories for beavers today. No. Right. Cool. Well, Doc, it's awesome. Hey, thanks it's, for having me. It's, it's cool, cool to, cool to be here. Man. Cool to be here, right? I mean, first in-studio guest will go down in infamy. Yeah. Right, or something. Down in something. Exactly. Yeah, lots of, lots of topics. Oh, we, lots. We can go on. We, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, on that note, again, thank you, Tom. Do appreciate your time. Look forward to working with you here in the months to come and getting back to the NBA season. Pretty big month coming up. Big, big month. Strap on that on. note, I'm J-E-double-F. And St. Eve. And... Goodbye from Half-Ass Ranch. Ranch.